Spanking rights. Well, guys, it sure has been a hot minute. A hot several months, some might say. Very hot. Like <laughs> Very hot. One fifteen hot. Yeah, where where have you been, listener? We've been waiting on you. Clearly, I mean, of course, it's definitely not us at all who have been completely missing in action with everyday life, like weddings, so and so many weddings, water skiing, and. I'm just playing and. I'm just adding on <laughs> ands and seeing uh, how long I could get that Marvel big Lots of Marvel movies and TV shows. Lots yes, of plenty movies. of that. So. And lots of sports. Yeah. Which sport. is what Spanking Rights is about. It's good to be back. Season two in full swing right now. We are. We do apologize. I mean, kind of, but not really. Like, yeah. like we, we're amateurs at this point right now. So we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna get in a rhythm again, but summer and fall just got a little crazy. So. But we value our loyal Spanksters. Well, and then we've Which had so many people ask us, like, when are you starting the pod? When are you going to have more episodes? More than just Joe's brother. More than <laughs> shout <laughs> out, just shout out to you, Jeff. Like, you were, you were like the number one person who was like, when are you guys coming back? And we need more, more content. Andrew Clark and Izzy's dad. Yes, yeah, another shout out. Anyone yeah. else want to shout? Is Alyssa? You want to shout out anyone? I mean, my parents were wondering, but not as nearly <laughs> as much as Jeff and Andrew were. We see you, Lori. We mm-hmm. see you. <laughs> Lots of people that I play with at the island were like, hey. They know. They know. Anyway, the point is we feel the love, and you've all motivated us to start back up again with season two. That's going to be the new promo right there. (laughs) Season two. (laughs) Just two. I'm just going to isolate that sound. (laughs) I'm I'm standing, so I was leaning back a little. Anyway. Well, uh, now that it is season two, and now that we're back in the booth and back in action, and we're still as loose as a goose and ready to cook. Don't, that never went away. We're still that loose and cooking. <laughs> uh, what do we want to talk about tonight? Well, uh, the topic that came to mind for me is uh, sports injuries. Injuries, uh, okay. We and can... just uh, really want to focus on the mental aspect. I know a lot of people think about like physical therapy and mm-hmm. getting your body ready to play again, but I think there's a psychological aspect that people don't really talk about. We can certainly... I- dissect that and similarly into the relationship world you know everyone talks about the service value of oh you got dumped but uh, all the psychological wounds <laughs> that can come with that or dates gone awry i mean we could o- kind of open the can of worms to let's just, let's just call it pain yeah <laughs> i agree with you izzy let's just call it the pain episode but we can try to spin it in a way that it's pleasant and nice I mean, or we just want to put you in as much pain as possible mm. for a very heavy-hitting return to spanking rights. I'm just kidding. I felt that. Well, <laughs> felt the, it. the listener doesn't get a choice, so. You're going to get whatever we decide to put yeah. out today. So, all right. Well, <laughs> I mean, I know I, for one, can talk about injuries because I've had quite a few of them recently. Oh, yeah. Because I uh, apparently I did something to piss off the universe and it rolled my ankles Multiple times. Both of them. <laughs> all it, three of them. All three ankle. Oh, there's three <laughs> incidences. Where, where's the third? Want <laughs> to elaborating a bit there, Izzy, on where the third Do ankle tell. is? Oh, gosh. <laughs> Don't be gross. Okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll skip that. <laughs> but, yeah, volleyball, that, that was, like, back in June because I know it was, like, back towards my birthday. Yeah, that was I, right, right before the uh, second season, second part of the summer. So. Yeah. 
stupid hole. Like it was just a big dip <laughs> in the ground and I chased a ball down, stepped in it. Boom. There goes my ankle. Then about a month ago, worst ankle roll I've ever had. I was trying to beat the right turn people of traffic. I was trying to run past this intersection really quick with some stoplights and stuff and just like mounted a curb poorly. I get, I think I don't even know what happened. It just felt like the ground disappeared and then it just tugged my ankle over a curbside had to limp home for like another half mile and get to work on time because it was a morning run. That was a good thing. You weren't far from the house at that mm, point. Yeah. I could have been way in the boonies or something, but, and then a couple of weeks after that, right as my right ankle's feeling better at my cousin's wedding on the dance floor, being stupid and jumping around with and buttoning into my cousins, stepped on someone's foot and rolled my left ankle. So all those weddings, they're so dangerous. They are da- <laughs> the coffin weddings are dangerous. Izzy can attest. It's it's true. They they throw the bride up in the air. It's a, it's a feat. Wow. <laughs> we have this kind of ritualistic thing to taking care of business that started at one of my cousin's weddings like twenty eight years ago. So I remember being a little kid when it started, and it's just like. Literally chanting, slapping your thighs, diving on the ground, pounding the ground, rolling on the ground. It's this whole ritual thing. And then we surround the bride and groom separately and, like, toss them in the air. Wow. And it's pretty wild. Maybe I'll share a little video it's, of it. It's very sometime. tribal. Well, so. at least we all know that one day Izzy will be super easy to throw in okay. the air. Yeah, you, you, like, throw her through the roof. Uh, you're going to cling on. You should totally cling onto a rafter and do a pull-up with your... <laughs> With your grip, grip strength, your climbing strength. You guys just strength. toss me up so high, and I just flex on everybody. <laughs> Do a nice, nice couple of reps. Yeah. Then fall back down. You'll all have to catch me, and I'll crowd surf. Easy. Easy, easy. peasy. E- I mean, yeah. I could almost do that by myself. <laughs> and there'll be dozens of them, so. Yeah, they'll be like, why did we toss this leaf in the air? It was so light. <laughs> Aye, so, yeah, that's been the extent of my injuries lately, uh. Do you want to do you want to elaborate a little bit on like psychologically how does that kind of change? Honestly, yeah, you I I feel soreness in the inner ankles, like on both ankles since I rolled both of them, which maybe is good because then I'm not favoring one side, which would cause more injuries. Well, you were saying how you didn't have ankle injuries growing up. No. So how did that make you feel to have both ankles kind of rolled at the same time? Uh, like an old. Piece of shit. (laughs) Or just, I'm getting older already. Like, I'm about almost 40 pounds heavier than I was in my heyday in college running 80 miles a week. So it was harder to roll my ankle then. I was so light and calves were so strong that even if I stepped in a hole, like, really didn't matter. I could just kind of flex through it. Now, I'm softer. Don't let him fool you. (laughs) His calves are so incredible. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they're they're not big calves, but you do see every muscle in them. Wow, like what a way to flex. <laughs> I don't want to flex, but uh, I've got to flex on you. <laughs> well, no, you're actually like, oh, your calves are amazing. I'm like, they're chicken legs, but you see every little fiber in the chicken legs. <laughs> it's like, I don't know, uh, mo- genetically modified chicken legs. <laughs> I'd eat those chicken legs. <laughs> you know, I need those. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh. Yeah, so for psychological, I mean, you're obviously if ankle rolling isn't the worst. And getting back into running, it's either you feel it or you don't. And as soon as you don't feel it anymore, you're ready. But I did one run in the evening, and as it was getting darker, I was very paranoid on stepping on any awkward slant or any crack in the sidewalk. So I like definitely watched my step as much as I could. And then when car lights come straight at you, you can't see the ground for like five seconds, so it freaks you out, and you think you're going to fall into a pit but 
you feel like you kind of just get over it as you continue to do it. Yeah. I mean, you, you just got to move and test it out as much as you can. I mean, I think that there's also some psychological pain and trauma that happens when you witness somebody else go through mm. a traumatic injury or even just a simple injury. Cause I know Izzy watching you with your ankles or your piriformis was hard on her as well in terms of being a supportive partner and just feeling that pain as well. Um, and in my own case with a traumatic injury, um, Joseph got to witness that before Oof. we were together. And so there's some level of stress and trauma that also happens to people who doesn't necessarily like have to experience the physical pain. Mm -hmm. What was your traumatic injury, yeah. Alyssa? It was way, <laughs> spoiler, alert, spoiler alert, it's way worse than mine. <laughs> oh man, I didn't realize I was going to have to get into it so quickly. I was hoping Joseph would talk about his response first, but I guess it doesn't make that much sense without me explaining what happened. Yes. These are all of our injuries over the summer, pretty much. Well, and Alyssa's is a little prior to that, but. Yeah, I, in the summer of 2019, I had joined Joseph's outdoor volleyball team for the summer league and we had gone pretty far and we were playing really well. And it was the last game of the regular season for the summer before we went to the tournament. And I was probably attempting to show off in some manner or I was trying to be super woman or super volleyball woman. I had gone up to swing on a ball and it was incredibly tight to the net and so I was twisting away from the net and the setter was very close to me so I was also twisting away from her the twisting is important and when I came down from that jump I landed on my left leg at an angle with enough momentum and I immediately heard three loud popping noises and I collapsed on the ground screaming in so much physical pain and come to find out um, a couple days later there was a lot of steps in between but a couple days later I went in for an MRI and I had fully torn my ACL my MCL and I had a transverse tear to my meniscus cartilage in my knee and I was scheduled for surgery within a week for one for one half of that to fix the MCL and the meniscus and a second surgery was scheduled two months after that. So three of the four you blew. Yes. Three, three of the four. Mm -hmm. And like I said at the time, I never half-ass anything. <laughs> well, like for me, I mean, uh, that day I had to, you know, we, I had to call 911 and try to get them to this park. You know, Washington park is a massive park. And, um, you know, they got there fairly quickly and then they kind of were just like walking around, like not, not really that urgent. And I'm like, Hey, like somebody's really hurt. You got to get over here. And they're kind of like, okay. And then they went and they moved their ambulance a little bit closer and they were just, they were just kind of lackadaisical about it, the whole thing. And I mean, to me it was, you know, I've, I've never seen anyone hurt that badly, you know, during a game, you know, I've seen like rolled ankles and, you know, maybe a little bit you know, a little bit of issues here and there, but I mean, it was, you know, a little bit tra traumatic for me as well. Just, you know, seeing uh, my teammate and somebody that I cared about, you know, get hurt like that. And were you two together at this point? No, no, no. Oh. Were you crushing on her at this point? He was married. 
Oh. Uh, I mean, we were just friends. But as much as the physical pain hurt, I wouldn't wish that type of injury on anyone, let alone that many tears all at one time. Mm-hmm. I could not straighten my leg. I could not stand. I couldn't even hop on my leg. I didn't tear. It was it was gnarly. But what I didn't anticipate was how badly I would feel in my head, like mentally through that entire process because I was non-weight bearing on my left leg for probably a cumulative total of two months. I was immediately on crutches and then I wasn't allowed to weight bear after the first surgery for at least four to five weeks after the surgery. And then I was only partial weight bearing for another two or three weeks before I was able to hobble around um, with use of my left leg, only to feel confident enough walking to go back into a second surgery. And they told me to non-weight bear for two weeks. And at that point, I was mm, so over it. And I started walking, I think, four days after surgery because I was not going to not be independent. I have always prided myself on being able to do things in my own capacity and being a strong woman and to have to rely on my parents because I had just moved out. I had just bought my first home like four months before this happened and I had to move home with my parents for three weeks because I couldn't walk. I couldn't take care of my cat. I couldn't shower. Uh, the day after I got hurt, I was still covered in grass and in dirt and my sister had to help me get in and out of the bathtub and wash, help wash me because I couldn't do it because I couldn't bend. I couldn't do anything. And it's not humiliating, but it's debilitating. It's all of these thoughts of how I took so much for granted before something so inherently bad happened and I would cry and I would I wouldn't wish something like that on anyone and you never realize how much who you are as a person is tied to what you can physically do that's one thing I was going to add is you know your identity is tied to you know just speaking for myself like identity is like hey I'm a I play sports like I'm a physically active person I, um, you know, like I feel like there's a lot of pride that I have in how I play. And, and so losing something like that must be just extremely difficult. So really thank you for sharing. Very, that's the deepest we've gone so far, but that was, I mean, there's two, yeah. Like we, 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 I, I was just going to say stuff that's already been said before. N- nobody, <laughs> anti- nobody anticipates losing your ability to do the things that you're mm. used to doing. And even now, two and a half, not even two and a half years, only two years after the second surgery, I'm still healing. I still don't have full use and strength in my left leg. So when you go through a healing process, it's more like a roller coaster. A lot of people tell you, you know, everything just kind of goes up and it gets better. And that is not the case. Mm. You kind of go up and then you go down and then you go up. And sure, the general trajectory is getting better. But sometimes you have pitfalls where you're falling down and it just gets worse because there was one time we were out um, walking around the park next to Joseph's house and I just had the urge to like run 
And so I started to run, but then my knee hurt so badly that I just sat down and started to just cry because it just hasn't come back to where it was before. And so learning to be okay with that healing process is also paramountly important and takes a lot of mental strength and fortitude as well. Do you feel like this taught you how to have a little bit more um, like depth of commitment to your self-care and asking for help? Not at all. I am still tremendously bad about asking for help. And I know I shouldn't be because I had to rely on that. It, if anything, it made me more patient with myself. It did make me stop and be grateful for the things with my body. So when I would go in those downslopes of those roller coasters, I would just remember, I'm grateful that I can walk on my leg. I'm grateful that I can clean my cat's litter box. I'm grateful I can clean my house instead of still being in crutches. So gratitude was a big thing that came out of that injury for you? Definitely. What I was going to say is um, yeah, gratitude definitely hits the nail on the head. Not that it's an injury, but we all grow older and there will be a time where your abilities get zapped and it sucks when it is something suddenly and traumatic like that. But, and Alyssa, again, way, way worse than my ankle rolling. I'm going to preface with that, that it's like not even comparable, but there was like a day that I couldn't walk around. And like, even that alone was like, oh my gosh, I can't imagine being debilitated. Like, I'm so glad I can just, it makes you more eager to go back out and run, go back and be active. And there's always, I mean, timelines are always different and yours was way more traumatic, way longer time. But it doesn't invalidate your experience either. Mm. And for the people who are disabled and who don't have those able factors in their life are tremendously strong people. And there's so much respect. And I think a lot of us have a lot to learn um, from that community as well, because they function so beautifully in a way that we're never going to understand. And I think it's important to listen to their stories as well. Right. It's everybody's unique experience and what that experience is teaching each person. Yeah. And back (laughs) to individually and back to Alyssa's point with learning from people who have had amputated limbs and still compete and all that. There's so much you can learn from them too. Even me one, I remember one day saw a kid like a junior high kid at a track meet with only one leg hopping up and clearing a high jump. And it's like I was at the time, this was a few years ago, and I think I was just feeling either just lazy. Like, I don't know. I don't recall anything really hurting me, but I saw that kid and I was just like, wow, I'm I'm being such a pansy right now or just being so lazy right now. He's doing absolutely zero excuses from this kid still competing against other people with one leg and high jump. It, it, that in itself is motivating to like, okay, I need to check myself and get <laughs> back out there and be as healthy as I can be and not take it for granted. Right. Uh, Izzy, we haven't heard a ton from you. Any injury updates or any traumatic injuries in your past? Also, I guess a little selfishly of me, when I was rolling my ankle, how did you take it? <laughs> even though I took it, even though. Well, that's, that's I, one thing I was going to kind of bring up is, um, uh, how it affects your partner, because I know for just speaking for our relationships, a lot of it's tied to 
you know, we do a lot of stuff together. We play volleyball, we, we rock climb, like, you know, we go dancing, like these are things that you do with your partner. And so if your partner's down, it's kind of like, you know, you might start missing that, you know, that big part of your relationship. So, yeah. Um, I think the biggest part for me was, um, a trying not to take it on too much as my own problem or pain, I guess. Yeah. The, it was hard to miss things, miss our regular kind of activity schedule. I think part of it is because you help motivate me sometimes to go to the climbing gym or go play volleyball or go play disc golf or anything. And when you're down and can't, it's harder for me to want to go do those regular things because I want to spend time with you. And those things are part of how I spend time with you. Not that our relationship or my relationship with those sports can only happen with you, but um, just, I, I guess that kind of taught me that I should have more of a relationship with those sports without you and without you being so tied to them, I guess. So that I just had to go climb by myself and I do like climbing by myself. I make friends every time I go, but yeah. And then I went and did things with just Joseph and Alyssa when you were down. And I think that was sad for me because it was like, Oh, I felt like we were leaving you out or it was the same one. Alyssa couldn't come with us to, a couple things because her knee was bothering her extra bad a certain week and just the three of us had to go like it's a little sad when someone you care about drops out of the circle because they need to take care of themselves you always wish for people that they're at a hundred percent but um like it shouldn't stop you from doing the things that you love mm. just because um someone in your tight knit circle is having their own personal experience you know, feeling feeling that empathy, that that love, and that um, concern for you, and hoping that you wouldn't take it too hard on yourself if we were going without you, or if I wanted to do something without you, because I know sometimes you can be really hard on yourself, like, oh, why aren't my forearms stronger this week? <laughs> I'm like, well, because you haven't been climbing for two weeks, and um, or even like, you know, wishing you'll you'd heal faster than you are. I think it's really important to just be with your body, <clears throat> be with your body and the intelligence that it has and like give it the space and the time it needs to heal too. So like I can't l like experience something for you. And um, I think sometimes we try and do that. Like we want to take our partner's pain away. So we take on all of their injuries and or mental pain and then we don't do the things that we love because we almost like falsely believe that their pain is our belief, our pain as well. It's creating healthy boundaries. Yeah. Because a codependent relationship is never a healthy relationship where you're taking on each other's emotional burdens to the point of not participating in life. Right. Yeah. And I, I, a couple things like, well, well-spoken snaps to, we've had a couple long snappy, <laughs> like snaps deserving talks from, from the ladies so far. Joe, we got to step it up. Like, <laughs> Alyssa and Izzy have been like, 
thought-provoking so far. I'm stumbling over my own words thus far. <laughs> but no, two things We're that- making him choke up. Wow, the universe is so large. Look at all that space. And I seem so small in comparison. Come to think of it, my knowledge of space is just as small. Universe? Deep space forces? How can I better understand you? Why don't you check out the, the Orbital, Orbital Alliance? Alliance? Run by my good friend, Nick Panev. Have your brain wrinkled over space knowledge that you didn't even know was there. Like, do you know the difference between a constellation and an asterism? Chances are you've mistaken the two. Or what about what actually goes on at the International Space Station? And can I seriously capture photos of it? Nick and the Orbital Alliance want everyone to be able to go to space one day. So until commercial space flights become available, and believe me, that day is coming sooner than you think, prepare yourself with as much space knowledge as you can. If anything, you'll win some trivia over your comrades. Reach for the stars with the Orbital Alliance. Become an orbiter and check out his videos on YouTube and make sure to subscribe. You can also follow the Orbital Alliance on Instagram and Twitter, and he'll see you and me on the other side. Two, two things that came to mind were, hey, I, I mean, I remember first time I took you disc golfing, first time climbing and everything. It was just like, if you don't like these activities, you can tell me. Not that you showed any sign of that, but more from a point of like, I want you to enjoy these for yourself. Like, of course, I love being here with you and doing all this. But if you're only doing it because I'm here, then that we're defeating the purpose of enjoying an activity together. It's good to go climb by yourself. It's good to enjoy things because you internally like them. Any intrinsic motivation is better than an external force or someone else saying, hey, come enjoy this thing. That's not real enjoyment. So... Right. And I think I actually learned through that time where you were out for a couple weeks is that I do love climbing so much that I crave it. If I don't go for a week because, you know, it's How just do you think easier. I felt for two weeks? <laughs> it was I so know. annoying with my. And of course, the other thing I was going to add was that I would never take away from like anyone else wanting to go climb, regardless if I can or not. I'd be like, well, you, you need enjoyment. Go. Like, well, that's another thing I love about you so much because like you, it makes me love you more when you give me the freedom to do what I want. Like that's healthy and like not codependent, like yeah. Alyssa was saying. This is like the one thing that like kind of involves all four of us. Cause yeah, there's times where it's just like, oh, just three of us are going to go climb. And it's like. Three of us all... are going to go watch Venom. Yeah. <laughs> Without Izzy. <laughs> she doesn't like, want to see him. She... <laughs> I don't like scary movies. It's. <laughs> There's I mean, some, the, the listeners are just like, what? <laughs> Scary? <laughs> yeah, especially the second one was, yeah. 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 Cheesy. We could have a whole separate episode about roasting that episode. <laughs> but but uh, actually, from the first rolled ankle, I missed the end of the season tournament. And so we had to find a sub to play with you three. Then Alyssa had to get wedding stuff ready for her sister and missed the second. She, so she missed it. So it was not until the third tournament that we could actually all finally play together. And that was, like, rejuvenating and nice. <laughs> I feel like almost every tournament, somebody can't make it for whatever reason. Happens pretty often. So. This is volleyball, but, by the way. <laughs> yeah, volleyball tournament. I, I haven't mean, done a climbing tournament yet. <laughs> Were you going to say something, Alyssa? I was going to say, I mean, I don't think climbing has tournaments, but that was just... Izzy already said it, so <laughs> I was like, I gotta stop talking. Uh, there were like 500 people who signed up for the climbing. Oh, there's the like a climbing challenge thing, yeah. That 
It's not it's like, like a real tournament. And I mean, yeah. we're not we're not good enough to be on the World Cup scene, but <laughs> Izzy could be. It's so you, sweet. If you I I for real, I might have said this already on the podcast, but I'll say it again. Yeah, it's like if if you if Izzy actually liked training, <laughs> you would be a monster. If it, I if I was committed to being like if you wanted a campus board, wanted to do like lift weights, wanted to like actually train like a climber, you'd be a freak. If yeah, if Izzy gave it a year or two to just focus on the strength training and the grip strength, she would solve all of the problems and she would be at the next Olympics because she has that much natural talent for the climbing. All of the problems. <laughs> all of the problems. Problem. You're gonna solve all of our problems, Izzy. If for, you want to. Oh. Pressure's on. <laughs> but for those of you who don't know, a problem um in climbing is a, a colored route on the rocks and uh that you have to follow problems technically boulder problems top rope routes yeah so it's a it's a specific route that um it's not a route problems are separate from routes is what what? i was trying to tell you then how would you explain the terminology is like anything involving a rope is a route anything bouldering is a problem well how you how would you explain a problem to normal people it's, it's a shorter climb that only goes to about 10 to 12 feet off the ground because you're not harnessed in and everything is graded from a level of intro all the way up so the higher the number the harder it mm. is and they're called problems because there's usually some catch or interesting thing that you have to do in order to complete the climb whether that's have enough uh, finger strength to do the crimp holds or whether that's to compress yourself really tiny or whether it's a dynamic movement where you're leaping for another rock. And all of that changes based on whether or not it's an intro climb versus a higher level climb. But that's why they're called problems. Very well explained, Alyssa. I think that's why I like bouldering so much because it's highly creative. You have to think outside of the box and sometimes learn new moves that are not in your repertoire. Mm -hmm. Repertoire. Repertoire. That's a fancier oh. word that we've used. Somebody went to college. <laughs> <laughs> Someone didn't go to college for long, actually. That's he didn't actually like <laughs> six <laughs> months. Um, but yeah, uh, you did ask about my injuries. I was gonna say uh, you didn't say any injuries. Um, I have had two injuries over this um this past section of time since we last talked to you all. Um, the first one was I smashed my finger in the door uh, my middle finger really hard purple um it turned purple i've never injured myself this badly before that it was so painful and i smashed it right before i was about to go to bed so i just sat up all night with a throbbing finger that i didn't know if it was going to be okay or not and in the morning it looked like a clown finger it was so like when like in cartoons when they smash their finger on something and the end blows up like cartoonishly big that's what it looked like i've seen enough bugs bunny to know <laughs> it's like a lot of his adversaries definitely had those clown what you describe as clown appendages <laughs> exactly and i think i may have actually chipped a bone or something because it was just so sensitive and um i remember feeling really angry at the universe and at myself for that it was like it was such a dumb thing <laughs> to have done because I closed the door behind me and must have just left my finger in the door a little on like rushing. It goes back to like taking things for granted or like the gratitude of just everything we can do. And it's like you one lackadaisical moment where you're just not 
your not you're not fully paying attention to your body and you're dragging it behind because you could have been tired or you could have been just mentally off somewhere else and then it's like hey your hand's still at the door careful yeah literally and um so I don't think I drew that week I don't think I could draw didn't climb that week probably didn't climb that week that was the most sad thing you kind (laughs) of need your fingers to climb and um it made me really slow down and take a new perspective to self-care for me that's why I asked Alyssa that question um because like Alyssa, I'm someone who just is go, go, go. And I often serve other people more than I serve myself. And I um, often push my own problems to the side so much that they all bottle up and I deal with them, you know, later when it's like to the brim. <laughs> Very interesting to move so slowly and to be delicate around everything. Like I couldn't wash dishes yeah, so, you, you take for granted like the things you do routinely, and it's like it, getting any even like a skin flapper from climbing. Yeah, where part of your ha- finger is exposed, and like anything you touch burns because part of you've ripped open part of your skin, and it's just like it's such a nuisance for a while. Like all the simple things that you just can't do, and that, Alyssa even brought that up too with her experience. Like it's just the daily things that you hate to do every day, but then you start appreciating them. And it was painful when it was growing back, too. Um, the whole nail came off, and it looked horrendous for those of you who saw it. <laughs> and when I finally could put pressure on it, I did climb, but I had to have a bandage around it for, like, I don't know, three weeks or something like that. And, you know, there was just all this new skin underneath it. And I was so – it took so long to heal, I was scared it was never going to heal. But – it was so cool, but it did. <laughs> like, I have a full new nail now, and it still kind of hurts a little bit if I put too much pressure on it. Stop the, squeezing your hand. The bruising is gone. I'm so grateful for how amazing my body is at healing itself. Just need a way to speed it up. Get on it, science. That no. Wolverine tick. Yeah, Wolverine get, tick. get some adamantium bones, then then they just won't break. Um, but the second one was, I on Halloween, I cut my finger Worst I've ever cut it. A different finger. My index finger on my left hand. Real blood, not fake Halloween scare blood. It looked like a zombie. Like, I had, I was like, Joseph, I cut my finger. (laughs) (laughs) He had to, like, he wrapped it up for me, and I couldn't even look at it. I just was like, I need to get this wrapped up as fast as I can, and I'll deal with it in the morning. (laughs) It looked like it was almost separated, kind of. Yeah. It was a big flap on the side. Um And this one actually healed way faster, and I thought I was going to need stitches or something because it just looked so bad. Let's make a let's make an Instagram post for Izzy's finger. We'll put a little smileys <laughs> around it. Uh, good time to remind uh, Alyssa you're you're the social media guru. Where can uh, everybody find us? We are on Twitter at Spanking Rights, Instagram at Spanking Rights, and TikTok at Spanking Rights. Which I was taking some TikToks during Isabella's last speech, and she was fingering the <laughs> finger <laughs> that she slammed in the car door, which just so happens to be her middle finger, and it looks like she's flipping off the camera the entire just time. Just kidding. Izzy is the most maniacal, badass, <laughs> mean human being. Alyssa could totally make propaganda TikToks about how mean you are, just based on that one video. <laughs> I won't, though. <laughs> It'd be funny though. Izzy, but, the worst person. The worst human being. 
She's so thoughtful of everyone else and cares and takes on their problems. She's so mean. It's the worst. Oh, God. <laughs> Doesn't you, even take care of herself. What is? Come on. You know that numero uno is me, and that's for every. That's universally for everybody. <laughs> that's how we should all think and function. So. Rawr. Well, I know Joseph's had some injuries over that's kind of been one of the some more that are like long persistent in terms of painfulness rather than the immediate, you know, something quite traumatic and happening very quickly um, that heals pretty quickly. But there's also something to be said about long term pain yeah. or long term problems. Yeah. So I know Joseph's had some issues, issues with that. And some of them are sports related. Yeah, so um, I'm going to cheat and I'm going to do two separate injuries. One's, like you said, more immediate, but the other one's kind of a long-term thing. So um, I, s- like I took a long break from volleyball. I didn't play for probably, I don't know, three or four years or so. And nobody wants to live in a world where Joseph's not playing volleyball. <laughs> Jumping Joe. I'm going to say it right here. It's a I cold I don't want to live in that world. <laughs> I don't want to live in that world. Uh, but uh, so when I started playing uh, in 2017 again, um, well, I guess this was more like 2018, but so, uh, I've been playing sports my whole life, like just, you know, on the playground, just with, you know, with friends and. Didn't you, you know. say that, that didn't interrupt you, but didn't you say at your old school, like you guys would play football on like rocks? Cause just <laughs> so in middle school, uh, they, and so they had a big field and it wasn't a big field of grass. It was a big field of gravel. And we didn't care. We played tackle football, and it was didn't matter if it was snow or rain or anything. We more just, rocks, more <laughs> rocks. Well, I remember one time I got tackled so hard that there was literally like rocks in my arm. Like, oh my was, god! Yeah, it was pretty pretty brutal. But so. you loved it. But you know, when you're a kid, you like don't care. You're like whatever. You, you bounce right back up. Yeah, yeah, you just get right back up. I miss that uh, about youth, but. Anyway, back to your original story. Sure. Um, so, so I, so I'd been back playing volleyball for about a year or so, and uh, I noticed that when I started playing, that I would have like I would just start coughing, like, like this had never happened to me my whole life. I mean, fortunately at that time it was kind of after I was playing, but then it started happening when I was playing, and just started getting these really bad asthma attacks, and. There, there's, like you said, traumatic injuries, and then there's injuries where you don't know exactly what's going on with your body. And um, they just continue to get worse and worse. And one time I was playing, uh, you know, sand doubles uh, at the island, and I literally just couldn't breathe. I had to stop. I had to sit down. Uh, you know, like I went to the bathroom, took a few minutes, and I just could not breathe at all. Like, it was scary. Like, I couldn't catch my breath. And... Um, I mean, at that time, I just, you know, I was just trying to figure out what was going on, what was going to different doctors, and, you know, I went to an allergist, because that's typically where asthma comes from, is some sort of allergy in the air, and at the island, if you've ever played there, it's very sandy, a lot of sand in the air, and all that kind of stuff, so I'm sure that didn't help. Sand up your butt crack, too, when you're done playing. (laughs) (laughs) It's coarse and gets everywhere. (laughs) Uh, But, uh, so, I mean, I, I literally, like, almost, you know, called... 911 because I just could not breathe. And so eventually I found out that it was actually acid reflux. So basically, you know, like if I would eat a lot of food before I would play, um, then I literally just, you know, I couldn't breathe the entire time. And, you know, it's, it's like I said, that mystery of, 
you know, hey, I've played sports all my life. This has never been a problem before. And all of a sudden, you know, you almost feel like your body's like betraying you. Like for me not playing sports, like I just get depressed and like I just, you know, like things just just don't work out well for me. Like I just don't feel good if I'm not, you know, staying active and playing and stuff like that. So I absolutely hear that. And one question is, so acid reflux, is that like, does that make your like esophagus swell to where it affects your windpipe or is it a windpipe thing? I know nothing about it. Yeah. So um, what happens is you basically have these like um, these muscles that contract to keep your keep your stomach acid in your stomach. Okay. And for certain people over time, they get a little bit weaker for whatever reason. And then uh, that those acid vapors like come up into your esophagus to the point where it just, your body just sees it as an irritant and just tries to basically close up. So you're basically closing off, you know, to your lungs and everything else. And, and, you know, it's overprotective. Exactly. Yeah. So your, your body's like, this is an irritant. This is dangerous. I need to like lock everything up basically. I mean, it's kind of like, you know, somebody has, you know, a peanut allergy or whatever that they could literally die because their body is literally like, shutting everything down Mm. to try to prevent like more damage, even though it's, you know, a fairly benign thing. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, I'm glad you clarified because I mean, in case anyone's listening and has had stuff that they don't know if it's allergies or what, there's always those weird freaky little what's going on with my body. So it's might be a thing to consider if anyone has a moment of not being able to breathe. Well, yeah, I mean, the, the big thing was, like I said, I play sports all my life, never had any, you know, asthma issues or anything like that. That's why it was so odd you know, I was, I think, 34 at the time, and it was like all of a sudden, you know, I'm getting asthma attacks, and I just, you know, just came out of nowhere. A lot, a lot can build up in your body that you have no idea it's happening over years and years, and then just one day it it hits you. So, I mean. Is that kind of how you felt when you had your piriformis syndrome? Uh, or I mean, is that what we call it? Or was it I, something That else? was more just, again, back to feeling like, man, I'm not, I'm not the, uh, the the stallion I used to be <laughs> like I, like I, I can it's like I, I feel like I can still do a lot of athletically but it's just your body feels it more as when you age it's more just the recovery and the how sore you feel through high school and everything you play a bunch of basketball and PE you go to cross-country practice and then sometimes play ultimate right after it and <laughs> the next day I'm doing it all again and it's like now if I were to even attempt anything like that I would be gimping gimping just like my throat did there for (laughs) for at least a couple of days but so the piriformis was just yeah something I've never had but my cousin's friend who's a physical therapist mentioned that that's very common amongst runners it has to do with kicking back your stride and I'm already not very flexible which may be a cause of some injuries too so I mean I, I feel like any little ache and stuff like that can that's probably a reason for it. So mm-hmm. yoga is probably the answer. Every time I do yoga, every time I use my inversion table, like if your back can be starting to get a little tighter and you don't even really feel it until something's pinching, but mm-hmm. it's good to either hang upside down or hang from a bar for 30 seconds just to let your spine kind of just expand a little bit. And Well, we got you that inversion table um, after your piriformis. And- yeah. With that, it, but and the piriformis thing even led to that one night. If you remember, where my back just felt like, yeah. like I was immobilized. I just had one random back attack. Is the way I describe <laughs> it because I thankfully hasn't happened since. But it, 
had probably had to do with tightness in my piriformis, like right in the upper glute area, pulling on different muscles. Like everything's connected. So whatever one thing hurts, it can definitely cascade to something else. Yeah, he could not move. He had to just kind of lay in bed and everything, every position hurt, if I I recall. Yeah, it it felt like somebody had a voodoo doll of me and was just squeezing my back. (laughs) It was so bizarre. And I've that's what you said with your asthma. My body's never done this. I've never had back problems. I think yeah. we're all just getting older. Yeah, that's probably. I was probably gonna say the moral of the story is don't get old. <laughs> just, just <laughs> don't age. Like, like in Billy Madison when he's shaking the chubby kid's little face, it's like cherish it, <laughs> cherish your youth. <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, you said it right with uh, Joseph with betrayal. It's like you, you feel a sense of betrayal, like your body's quitting on you. We could explain more about how you need to stay mentally tough and like you can't get down on yourself too much. Which, thankfully, you Izzy remind me of that a lot. Like I'm. I feel like I'm definitely my own harshest critic with my performance, with what my body does. And you'll like slap me on the forehead and be like, stop that. <laughs> you just have to find one thing to focus on to keep yourself in a mentally better space. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because when I was out, it was the same thing. I felt like my body had betrayed me and I was so angry with it mm. for failing me so badly. And you have to remember one thing at least a day that you are grateful that you're able to do. And whether that's, you know, I can sweep with my crutches when I was on crutches. <laughs> like that's, that was an accomplishment. You're going to say sweep with of. your crotches. I was like, oh. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> She's rolling her eyes. I, 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 I am not even going to address the mental image that just came in. I my know. Head. <laughs> You're giving a good point. Sorry, I derailed. It's okay. Um, but you just have to be, you have to think about the things that like you do enjoy. Like the first time I took a shower was such a big win. And then the first time that I wore pants was such a big win Huge. because I couldn't put pants on and all I wore was shorts for, and it was cold. So you just have to take the little wins and capitalize on any progress that you make. Even if it doesn't feel like enough, celebrate the progress. Mm-hmm. Preach. Celebrate so good times. I was actually Crutches. Crutches. <laughs> so not crotches. Not crotches. So we have spent a lot of time talking about our physical injuries and the mental fortitude that it has taken all of us to address those in the really unique ways that we've experienced them and then experience them for each other as well. Can I interject and say that I love the crap out of all three of you? Because we I mean it takes a bunch of it takes a team effort to like get over some obstacles like this. Like I mean it, it makes it easier when you have a supporting cast, so Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you to anyone listening who has been there for me in the past, injuries and such. So, Yeah, huge shout out to my family during my injury, and I wish with all of my heart I had the three of you consistently through that because it would have been so much easier with you guys. Well, not that I want you to blow your knee again, but we're here if you do. Aw, I don't want to not going to happen. I'll get you an (laughs) ice pack from the fridge, freezer, anytime. But we do have a special surprise for all of you listening out there. This is actually part one of a two-part episode as our intro back into season two. That was the wrong sound effect. Because <laughs> they're so excited that they have to listen to a whole nother episode to get the relationships part. <laughs> Thank you for part two coming. 
So we know you're excited. Exactly. Stay <laughs> tuned for part two of this season two intro back into spanking rights. We're so grateful for all of you. We're thankful for your dedication to us, even in our off months. Again, you can find us on Twitter, on Instagram, and on TikToks. TikTok, all at Spanking Rights. We'd love to follow you and hear from you. And yeah, just engage with us. It's a good time to do that. Share with us your injuries and how they've affected you. We'd love to hear your stories and your comments. As Alyssa said, every injury is validated, like super valid. Everyone has their own unique experience, and we all want to sympathize and help each other get through this uh, chaotic, ridiculous, absurd thing. Called life. Called life. So The if board you... game's not bad, but the real life can be tough. <laughs> if you were going to give one piece, one sentence of advice to the people out there, tell them. Everyone <laughs> give your sentence. Who wants? Who has a sentence? I would say focus on what you can do. I think Alyssa kind of alluded to that. I was going to say, you ripped that off of Alyssa. Well, she <laughs> totally said that, but, well, but Joseph just hijacked it well, from me. Well, I could so. say something else. You can cut that out. <laughs> oh, or, or will I? Do you have a second sentence? Well, I, that was the only one that came to mind. <laughs> okay, okay, take it, take it. Okay, you're all yours. Remember to reach out to your community. Mm. They are there for you in ways that you don't anticipate. And as much as it takes an unbending of ego and of pride, reach out to your community because the support you will receive will far outweigh anything else that you feel. Mm -hmm. Nice. I would say something I'm still learning myself too. If I just sum it up in one sentence, don't be so freaking hard on yourself. <laughs> Injuries happen. Like everybody, the greatest players, Michael Jordan had a huge injury, like in his second year on the Bulls. Like it happens. You're going to, if you're playing sports right, you're going to get injured. So don't be so hard on yourself. Mm -hmm. And to top that off, I would say just, just really send love to yourself and love to your injury because the more and the harder you love that part of yourself that is broken or hurting, it'll heal faster, I promise. And it'll help you feel more okay with yourself and your healing process and how long it might take. Yeehaw. Yeehaw. So take our advice or don't. It's up to you, but I think <laughs> it's some pretty darn good advice. <laughs> We're out of here. We'll talk part two, pain and relationships, and you know there's a lot of that. So The goose Not with is you, Izzy. out <laughs> of the oven. Ladies, sign us off in the way you do. Meow. This is team. <laughs> this is team Tango. Oh, oh <laughs> sorry. <laughs> we can meow at the end. Okay, okay. All right, ready? This, this is, is team, team Tango, Tango signing, signing off. Meow. <laughs>